ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Just Talk About. I am your host, Tony Lopez, and alongside me, I got Jeff Burtis. Jeff, how you been, buddy? It's cracking. You know, uh, off-season NFL, NBA in the midst of things. Actually, we're actually super close to the All-Star break. And Who would have thought we had to get an All-Star game? Yeah, I know. It feels weird, doesn't it? it feels weird. It feels like we not, we shouldn't get it, but hey. I ain't complaining. Not at all. But at the same time, it is what it is. Indeed. Um, but we got a lot. We still got a lot to talk about. I know it's February 28th, 2021. And yeah, there's a lot going on. Oh, yes. This, very much so. But sticking with our guns, sticking with what we know first, we will talk about the NFL. And I wanted to talk about some rumors around some star players because those are the things that are most intriguing to me right now. Because um, we don't have any draft news. We don't have any actual players moving or anything like that right now. We don't even have a combine this year. <laughs> so what better? That's just crazy. Yeah. So what better to talk about than Russell Wilson? Yeah. Rough, dangerous, dangerous. Russell Wilson, the eye on the prize. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson, he'd probably be the most uh, wild card pick in the um, whole draft, in the whole free agency market. Exactly, and he's not even a free agent. He's he's signed, uh, an, I think, a contract extension either last year or two years ago. But mm-hmm. he is clearly not happy with the situation going on in Seattle right now. And he, he hasn't requested a trade per se, but what he has done is, or at least his agent has said this, he has, there's a list of teams that he would be interested in going and playing for. Now, the list is uh, intriguing to me. Uh, actually, for me, I and won, you, I, I, for me, I and won, you, uh, I'm gonna list the teams: uh, the Raiders in Las Vegas, the the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New Orleans Saints. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and um, say say this: uh, yeah. it's a hell of a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream at well. But here's my thing: Why would he say this when he doesn't? He's asked for a trade. He, oh, Why would he do he, that? Uh, because he is mad. He wants the situation in Seattle to be better. Uh, dude, they haven't put an offensive line in front of him. He's been running for his life. There is no yeah. defense on the other side of the ball. There, there's just nothing there right now. Um, receivers are good, kinda. I mean, imagine if you went to New Orleans. Just, just, First just, just, all, just, just, just. Hypothet- if we don't have to worry about salary cap-wise, if we don't have to worry about the pay and all that, just take that out the equation. And- out of those four teams, <laughs> he's probably the best pick, probably the best team. And let's also not forget about the fact that we haven't heard any news on Drew Brees. Um what is taking so long? Do you know why? I just saw a video of him working out in the offseason. He doesn't look like he wants to retire. Don't do it, Breeze. Don't fucking do it. Don't don't do it. Please. Um But Breeze. Just think about hypothetically. You get Russell Wilson with Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the league right now. And some of the young up-and-coming guys, and also the the weapon of uh sliced bread um Taysom Hill doing everything on the field along with Alvin Kamara so yeah that could be dangerous that's the core that's the core and a better offensive line than Seattle um what much I mean the offensive line still needs might need a little bit more rehashing in there but I mean, out of those four teams, they have the best offensive line. Actually, and no. Actually, I will disagree. I, who, I think I think Vegas, line? out of the four teams, has the best offensive line. Yeah, but the issue is they haven't had a quarterback to actually want to like throw the ball. Uh, I think I, their their car makes them better than they should. Well, be. I look at the I look at the Raiders. 
without Derek Carr, that's a five-win team. With their vehicle, that's an eight-win team. So he's giving them. Wins. Well, imagine, imagine if that was Russ. I saw. I, I saw. Ten I lead. saw videos of the way the offensive line protected Wilson. I'm not uh, Carr and Mariota at times this season. And yeah, they remind me of the Cowboys offensive line from a few years ago. It's just they need help. Josh, uh, Josh <laughs> Jacobs, he he's able to run like a maniac because he has a great offensive line. But it's just the quarterback. He they need to be able to get the ball down the field faster. So yeah, I think the Raiders' offensive line is probably best and young targets outside Nelson Aguilar. Henry Ruggs, they got they got guys who can get out there and catch the ball. The Cowboy situation, say if that happened, you have your your offensive line is in shambles. It, it, it's not a great offensive line, but everything else. Stop it. Three receivers, three really good receivers. Okay. The running back with what offensive line? I'm just saying. Also, uh, Jarwin has actually been playing really good football. So, or, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a pipe dream. Uh, I don't think I don't it's think it's going to happen. And also, just the fact that the Cowboys were listed, um, it's it's kind of laughable to me because we still need we're we're still That's talking all. about Derek, uh, Dak Prescott being resigned. Pay pay the man, but here here's the thing though, it's a pipe dream be- on my side as well because they don't have the they can't afford him, and I don't think he's leaving. I just don't see him leaving mm-hmm. Seattle anytime soon. He seems content. He want he wants the situation to be better, so I think it's just not happening. And I I think for as fans we would I, we can speculate and be like, ooh, this ought to be good. This ought to be good. That's that's the job of those fans, but analytically and uh, like we realistically, I don't see it happening unless something drastic changes. And also, um, let's not forget, um, like I'm looking at an article from CBSSports.com, milling out possibility rumors um, of trades that, and their their idea of a trade is um over the top to say the least for this at least for the saints um they, the saints would receive russell wilson a 2022 fourth rounder and a 2023 fifth rounder and the seahawks would receive Taysom hill ryan ramchek cameron jordan a 2021 first rounder a 2022 first rounder and a 2022 second rounder. I would say I'd be sad to see Cam Jordan go, but he's been a saint for quite some time, and they do need help on the defensive end and of the ball. He has been the heart of the city. Yes, he has. I would hate to see him go, but Ryan Ranchuk and Taysom Hill, yeah, I'd be more, I'd be willing to drop those two. And and here's the idea for the Cowboys, right? It's it's a it's a convoluted trade, but it's a three way trade. The Cowboys will receive Russell Wilson in a 2021 third rounder. The Seahawks would receive a 2021 first rounder from the Raiders, a 2022 first rounder from the Cowboys, and a 2022 first or fourth rounder from the Cowboys, and Derek Carr. And the Raiders will receive Dak Prescott in a 2022 third rounder. So the Raiders get Dak Prescott. Cowboys get Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks get Derek Carr. I mean, but here's the thing: I don't. Oh, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen oh. at all. Not. Like, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But if it did, if it did happen. You, the Cowboys still have a lot more issues to solve than just quarterback. Indeed. And oh, I don't think it would do much of anything. Like, and speaking of rumors, uh, let's talk about JJ Watt. Um, we know he just got released from the Houston Texans. Um, I'm happy for 
he gets to play on a team that's actually oh he relevant. gets to get the hell away from everything going wrong with the Houston organization but now it seems like he has windled his, te- uh, his list of teams down I think there's like three to five teams that he's looking at and but but there's okay. three teams that we know of are the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tennessee Titans. That's now the Titans won. It would be to get back at Houston every every season, like two times a year. Just hey, just saying, hmm. you guys fucked up. You guys didn't know what you're doing. These guys over here are actually trying to build a winning organization. <laughs> They're trying. The yes. Green Bay thing is is kind of obvious. He's from Wisconsin. He and who wouldn't want to play with Aaron Rodgers right now? Mm, uh, yeah, that makes a lot but of the sense. Buffalo one. <sighs> Buffalo's defense is already good. Really good. There's only one spot I can see going for freaking uh, JJ Watt, and it's I don't see brother. him going to Pittsburgh. Like as much as I, I want it. it, as much I would as I would want all the Watt brothers in one city. I want JJ Watt with a like a legit contender next season and I don't think Pittsburgh <laughs> is that legit contender I think Green Bay and Buffalo are still the teams to beat right now like tell and tell me I'm wrong still Green Bay a team to beat no it Buffalo is scary they almost got to the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes doing some actually not even Patrick Mahomes if it wasn't for Chase Daniel hmm. pulling out some miracle crap out of his out of his butt oh no was it was it Chase Daniel ah uh, who was I don't know whoever the whoever the quarterback was oh Chad Henney yeah, there it yeah. Is. I don't know why I messed up on that one. But eh, it happens. It happens. Uh, but it seems cool for JJ in Buffalo or Green Bay. Green Bay would be a perfect situation for him because it's home. Hmm. Come, I get to come home. And the last bit of NFL rumors that I'm going to talk about is Deshaun Watson. Now... The story is a very interesting one because it's talking about Deshaun Watson meeting up with his new coach, uh, David Culley, who was the offensive coordinator or assistant head coach in Baltimore, who just got hired on as a head coach. And he straight Mm -hmm. told him, I'm going to, I still want to be traded. And yeah, I still went out. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this for formalities, but yeah, I still went out. He Let didn't just out. say like, yeah, from what I understand, he said, I still want to be traded. And if you guys don't trade me, I'm going to sit on the bench. I'm not going to play this year. Yes, but here's my issue with all of that. Why sign? Because it bench? was a better situation. You 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 were willing to you sign the extension he i mean he the houston Texans organization can choose not to retire if not to not to trade you if they wanted to like they have complete they have a little bit more leverage than than uh deshaun watson has and if you sit out if you're willing to drop if you're willing to sit out and take the money that you're about to lose be my guest show that you're my thing is why would you want to have a guy sitting on the bench that you're paying so much money? Like, it doesn't make sense for him to sit on the bench when you had just paid him that amount of money. Like, Fair the point. man just signed a four-year, $156 million contract extension. He's not going to sit. 
he's going to get his playing time. So, but it might not, I don't think he's going to be in Houston. I think he'll end up probably, he's going to end up on a team that needs a quarterback. So, New York is still a possibility. The Dolphins are actually a possibility. Yeah, I know. As much as I hate to say it, the Dolphins are really a possibility. The Dolphins could make the best. The Dolphins or the Jets could probably make it's, the best trade deal. You can also add a quarterback for the future on those deals. Yes. They can give you, like, I mean, he is two of that guy. Would he? He's not Deshaun. Is he Deshaun Watson? Is the ceiling for him like Deshaun Watson high well, I mean, or not? We don't know yet. Yeah, the so jury's still it, out. That is to, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. So, ah, there, and then also it's the Sam Darnold thing. Uh, like, is he really a bust or is it just a product of the New York organization? <laughs> I, it's a really good, good question. question. Uh, but who knows? We're still months away from the return of the NFL. Um, in, who knows? Uh, you, you now, know. well, we're going to get into some NBA talk. Uh, the well, since the last time me and you talked, we talked about All Star starter snubs. Now we're going to talk about the All Star reserves who actually got voted in by the coaches and players. Um, so <laughs> here are the actual reserves for both conferences, and remember, this is still a draft format. So team captains who won the most votes in each conference are the captains of both squad, uh, both squads. So it, it still is technically Team LeBron versus Team Durant. LeBron but James. Here LeBron are the James. reserves. Starting with the Eastern Conference, we have Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics, James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets, Zach Levine, first-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. From the Chicago Bulls. Julius Randle, first time All Star from the New York Knicks. Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. And Nikolai Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. Also, mm-hmm. forgot to mention that Jalen Brown is also a first time All Star. And for nice. the Western Conference, Anthony Davis. From the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course. Paul George from the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. from the Utah Jazz. Damian Lillard from the Portland Trail Blazers. Should have been a starter. Should have been a starter, I'm just saying. Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. Chris Paul Welcome from the to Phoenix the- Suns. And Zion Williamson in his first all-star game now beautiful here's the fun part we found out immediately after we found this news out that anthony davis would not be available for the all-star game so and we all felt like devin booker should have been an all-star when before we like when we found this out we was like where's devin booker why is chris paul there Where's Devin Booker? Guess what? Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is an all-star. He is re- he is replacing hey, Anthony he Davis in the all-star game. So if so he took advantage of the fact that Anthony Davis is hurt and he's like okay, exactly. sure. Exactly. We'll go with that. So and then also also since Kevin Durant is not playing uh, let, let me see if I can pronounce his name correctly. Uh, hmm. well, let's see. Let's see if I can pronounce it because I'm not really good with foreign names. Damonis Sabonis for the Indiana Pacers will replace Kevin Durant in the All-Star game. But that also means Jason Tatum will be moved into the starting lineup for the All-Star game. Yeah. Oh, that's um, neat. So Tatum's now a starter. Sabonis is a starter for crying out loud. That kid, 
he's he's so good and it's weird to think about that he's a lot like his dad a lot like his dad nice uh if you ever go yeah a if lot you ever go back look up the name sabonis uh he was a portland trailblazer i don't know i don't remember his first name but his dad was really good back in the day for like he played with bonzi wells uh scotty pippen the, like those Portland teams, so he was really good, and he was also a really, really good international player too. Good, interesting. Also, um, in rumors of being traded and possible extensions. Um, All right, which this yeah, is the fun it's, part. This is about Mister Oladipo. I mean, let's be honest here. Victor Oladipo deserves back. He has the potential to be a superstar. He, there's just nothing. Well, he's not in Indiana. He's in Houston. Oh, he's in, oh yeah, he got out of Houston, but now he's getting traded to Houston. Well, Houston, here's the thing. I mean, the whole he's thing not happy. with him being in Houston is Indiana did not want to trade him to Miami. He wants where to he play wants with Jimmy, and bam. In Miami, and that would be a nice. It would pick. be a great pickup. Nice pick but the uh, Houston actually offered a um, two-year, forty-two point, my forty-five point two million dollar max extension. They offered him max dollars to and stay in Houston, t- but they, he turned it down. So, from what I understand, they are looking at trade possibilities with different teams around the uh, league. I still think somehow he ends up in Miami either at towards the end of this season or next season. See, the difference between NBA and NFL is the players have a lot more leverage and more say in where they want to go. NFL, not so much, but NBA. So I, so I really feel like Victor Oladipo, one way or another, he is going to be going to freaking the Miami Heat. Whether it's th- whether it's n- this year or next year, he if he if he's adamant about going to Miami, he will get to Miami. Exactly. No matter what. No, the thing is with Miami, what would they give up? Because I, you're not getting rid of Bam. Ooh. You're not in Bam and you're, Jimmy. Bam and yeah. Bam and Bob. They're too much they're of a dynamic the table. duo. Tyler Hero, maybe Duncan maybe? Robinson. I, I think they like Tyler Hero too much in Miami too. So, so what I'm hearing is Bam, Butler, and yeah. Tyler Hero I think, off the table. I think Tyler's a star of the future. Oh, I see. When I look at him, I see potential star. I see like him like, being a really, really essential piece. Maybe not superstar, but a central piece in the team. I mean, for crying out team. loud, the kid already has a song named after him. Yeah, and it's oh, actually a really Lord. good song too. That's the crazy part. So, Duncan Robinson. Who, who else? You got to add. There's a few. For, there's a few guys maybe. on the team that you could possibly use this in a trade. Um, but honestly, yeah, who knows? We'll see. trade that uh, one. No clue. I know it's coming up very soon, though. I know oh, it's sometime no in the middle of March. That's well, yeah. we're about to enter March. It might be right? this week. God. God, it's almost been a year since yeah, the NBA shut that down. Was, that was a weird day. Uh, <sighs> so now we get to say a good old happy birthday. Today, February 28th, Luka Doncic turns 22. He's only, only 22. 22. That's crazy. And his three ball is getting up. My biggest gripe with Luca is the three ball, but I keep seeing him putting in work mm-hmm. and work on the three ball. And, and it's don't getting get him better. started on his step back threes. Whoo! That's money. Mm-hmm. And also, people, people, he's 22 years old. Stop comparing him to Larry Bird. He's not that. 
He's a ta- he's a different player. He does it very differently. Leave the kid alone. I'm already here. I'm already comparing him like he's gonna be the 20, 20s version of LeBron. That's what I'm I mean. See, I don't want to compare him. I think he is the Luka Doncic, or you know, yeah, like like LeBron Call was the Don. Don't compare. He you couldn't compare him to Magic or Mike because he he had qualities of both. You can't really compare him because he's and he's also LeBron is six foot eight. 260, 250, 260. I'm getting out the way if he charges it. I'm getting out yeah, the I way. Still I do not want to be anywhere near near him <laughs> at all. Indeed. But here, Luca, he made he makes everyone else better. He he draws so much attention to him. I sometimes this is, maybe this is him being youthful, but he tries mm-hmm. to do too much. Like when there's when there's triple when they're triple teaming, double teaming him, and he's still trying to attack the basket. You gotta you gotta pass the ball, pass the ball in that situation, and trust your teammates to deliver the goods. But this is why I the Mavs you got a superstar, a, a, a superstar for a long period of time. You do. You have Luca has exactly. to win a championship in Dallas. He has he has got to win a championship with this kind of talent. You can't blow this. You can't blow this. If you do not put pieces around him to make him happy and contend for a title, Luca might yeah. he might walk out. And we cannot let that happen. That hey, can't let that happen. You're absolutely right. So last thing. Maybe not this year. Not this year. I don't maybe think maybe in, within yeah, five years. Is, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he is steadfast and staying with one team. That would it's be a, nice. It's that Dirk mentality. I think it's really like grown into him. But I mean, that would be but, nice. But now the NBA has released the second half of the schedule. So everything after the All Star break is has has been announced. We know who's playing who. We actually know when the playing tournament's happening now. We even know when the playoffs are going to start. And yes, oh, there's a freaking playing tournament. This makes it better. I'm so, sure it does. Some of the big <laughs> games in the second half of the season, um, TNT is going to start games back up on March 11th which is kind of oh, actually there's going to be a game on March 10th which is the first game the first day of NBA uh, games being back the first game that's going to be on NBA TV is the Spurs coming to Dallas oh oh Boy, uh, we haven't this really talked been about Spurs. Weird. Yeah, Spurs been... have been under. The... They've been, they've been off. But they're quiet. they're still in contention. That's the crazy part. Yeah, from what I've they seen, are? they've been like the six or seven seed this whole season. Where uh, are the Mavs currently? Currently, at? the Mavs are sitting in the nine seed, which would actually make them qualified. Excuse me, qualified for the playing tournament. Do you really but want to play in tournament though? Everybody from the seven to ten seed are qualified for the playing tournament. Seven to ten? No, nah, they need to. We need the math. I need the Mavs to get like a cur- four or five seed. Cause, cause no, 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 no. Currently, the Spurs are the fifth seed in the Western Conference. Well, the Mavs have been playing better, that so the that's a start. At 500 right now. So that's a start. Nice. Um, They've been playing better, so... And there's there's a lot of different games. Um, I, I know uh, Charlotte has way more nationally televised games this second half of the season, and it's simply because... 
of good old LaMelo Ball. Like, that kid has been playing such good basketball that, yes, they are actually going to be on national television for a lot of the season. They deserve it because LaMelo Ball has been I mean, off the there's even There's even some games like March, March 18th, Charlotte heading to Los Angeles to play the Lakers on oh that's a, that's a wild one. Oh man, that's that's not a oh, that's not a good matchup for them. <laughs> but the okay, here's how the play in tournament's going to work by the way. Okay. Okay. Play in tournament is is wild. So The nine seed will play the ten seed. This is what is I'm reading this right, right? So the nine seed will play the ten seed, and the winner of that will play the loser of the seven eight game. The seven eight game. So the seven and eighth wow. place teams, whoever wins the seventh eighth place game, will automatically be the seventh seed. That's nice. Um, so who does the one seed play? The one seed doesn't play in the play-in tournament. They oh, they will okay, play the. But do they, they face will, the winner they will play of the? the so here's how it's going to work: the seven and eight seed play each other. The winner of the seven eight seeds will be the seven seed. Okay. The loser will have to play the winner of the nine ten game, and whoever wins that will be the eighth seed. So you can potentially end the season as this 10 spot and make the playoffs. It really puts a twist into everything. So like imagine if the Mavericks have to play in that play in tournament. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in general. I'd rather not you know, because I need them. Um, just imagine. Mm-hmm, I'm imagining, and I don't imagine like, if we're I don't like playing tournaments. We I don't play like one and, and done. Get into the playoffs like that. I know, I know, but I don't yeah, want to see that. It'd be nice. Be a real possibility, though. That. No, Bass, you gotta uh, play better. Play like better, please. Interesting matchups. Thursday, April 8th, is a rematch of the NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Heat. On That's going to be on TNT, and that game will Ooh. be followed up by Phoenix and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, yeah, this is, this is actually going to be a pretty interesting setup for the rest of the season. And a lot of the Mavericks have a lot of games to catch up on, too. So, their second half might be a little loaded. Well, I mean, you got to remember, we did loaded, miss huh? a lot of games. Snow a lot of games COVID. due to snow, due to weather. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Who knows? Oh, um, COVID. So, after this commercial break, we will talk about... A lot of other things going on in the world of sports. Uh, there's some sad news, and uh, me and Jeff are going to rant about some uh, buffoonery in Denver. Some stupid. Yeah. You mean some stupid? Oh yeah. Some brain dead stupidity. Buffoonery. That proper was... buffoonery. But we will be right back after this commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, we're back from the commercial break. Normally, I'm all jokey jokey when I come back from the commercial, but this is serious. This is serious. This is actually like some some of the biggest stuff that we've had come at our at us since uh, COVID, and it involves Tiger Woods 
Uh, Tiger Woods was in a single car car crash on February 23rd. Um, as far as we know, there was no alcohol involved. No alcohol. He was actually heading to um, go. I think he was going to go meet up with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert, um, from what I understand. Um, but the injuries in the single car car crash were significant. Um, he actually was had to be removed from his vehicle uh, by firefighters having to use the jaws of life. That was deconfirmed. That that was not true. That no, was not apparently true. not not reported. Not true as reported. But still, he you know, did he did suffer t- uh, multiple multiple as as this says. Hold on, I got I got the actual wording proper from the doctor. He suffered commutative open fractures affecting both the upper and lower tibia and fibula which pretty much means there's a ton he he broke his leg in multiple places both of them actually also from what we understand he also has a complete uh, like com- like his ankle compound, fr- compound fracture on his ankle yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 heartbreaking cuz he we know how much he's been through to get back to where we he was hoping to be um mm-hmm. we're talking about tiger woods here we're talking about the man who who made, made golf relevant for a lot of people who brought golf into a different mainstream um he was he was the reason why i'm going to say why african american and uh people of color wanted to play golf Mm -hmm. Um, like Hispanic, Asian, African American, all of them, everybody wanted to play golf after they saw Tiger Woods on their screen. I thought about playing golf for a little while. I played golf for a little while. Thank you, Tiger. Um, so he's 45 years old. Mm -hmm. He was recovering from back surgery. And now I don't I don't expect to see him anywhere near a golf course for a while until he heals up yeah I don't I don't even see him going to a golf course to be a spectator that's not how Tiger is he's too competitive um for a man who you know his whole thing was if you're gonna be out there play at the top of your game Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody has seen the the documentary series uh, Tiger that it's on HBO and HBO Max, go and go and watch it. It's actually a really good deep dive on Tiger and his life. Now, does it get to the dark dark sides of his his life? Yes, yes, it does. He does. He does bring that up. Oh, it, boy. It, it does bring it up. It's a two part. Um, each each part is about an hour long mm-hmm. so it's it's actually a really good one and also I think uh, Bill Simmons was involved in making this so you know how good he is with making documentaries he's the reason ESPN has a 30 for 30 series hmm. oh yes um, but yeah hopefully hopefully everything's okay with Tiger um, as long he's gotta be I want to be okay. Get well soon, Tiger. Get well soon. And you I'm, are an inspiration to a lot of people. Also today, um, they had the tournament over in Puerto Rico. And a lot of the golfers and a lot of the announcers as well were wearing red Sunday shirts. Red and black Sunday. You know, the same thing that Tiger Woods would always wear on Sunday is red with black slacks. I, yes. I, I saw Rory out there wearing it. I actually saw a clip from, um, what is it? Uh, Jonathan Coachman, because uh, he, <laughs> he does work for the Golf Channel. He was uh, calling the tournament, and he was wearing that's, his Tiger Woods red and black. That's alarming that he's part of the um, 
golf channel. I did not know that. Good job, coach. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been working for the golf channel for a few years now. So like after he left ESPN, he had an opportunity to go work with WWE. He also went to go work with the golf channel so he could still do sports. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, Tiger, get well soon, brother. Get well soon. That's all I can ask for. Uh, and now we can get into a little bit of positivity. The power of positivity? Hey, wrong wrong podcast, right? I know, but still. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball because baseball is back today. Spring training games started today. Pitchers and catchers um, started uh, back at spring training, I want to say last Sunday. Um, but yeah, we really have baseball back. Like, and when I mean we really have baseball back, we really have baseball back. They're going to play a full 162, 162 games. With fans? Some cities, some cities will. I could tell you for sure. Anything in Florida will. Anything in Arizona will. Uh, Texas will. Uh, Georgia will. I think I want to say New York will. New Jersey will. Uh, yeah, there's a there's actually a lot of stadiums that a lot of states that are actually allowing um, fans back in the stadiums. Now, is it at limited capacity? Absolutely. Good. It needs to be a limited capacity. But at the same time, that limited capacity is growing. So with the, the changing uh, dynamics of COVID, uh, the numbers uh, for attendance will rise. Because I saw, um, this is actually a little bit off topic. I was watching previews for the UFC um, I want to say it's the 259 card that's happening this weekend, which has three championship fights on the card this weekend. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's out there, go watch that card. This is going to be incredible to watch. March 6th, ESPN Plus. If you don't have it, get it. Buy the pay-per-view on ESPN Plus. Watch the fight. Fights. But they were showing um, Israel Anasanya. He is the UFC's current middleweight champion who is actually moving up in weight to fight Jan uh, uh, Brahovic. And mm. they were showing him in New Zealand. Now, New Zealand, when I say they locked down when they found out that COVID was on the island, they locked down. Something uh, America doesn't seem to know what to do, right? Uh, a little bit of that, but at the same time, like uh, they were showing video of um, the All Blacks, the uh, rugby team in, in New Zealand. They had a full stadium, full stadium, full of people watching the game. With no mask, no social distancing. Okay. Because they took care of their issue the way they should have took care of the issue. If we Sigh. if we could figure that out, man, I, I guarantee we'd go back to normal. Guaranteed, right? Yeah, I mean, and me and you talked about uh, who we think is going to be good teams this year in baseball. Um, really, for me, right now, all I want to hear is a good crack of the bat. I want to. That's all you. I want. Uh, I want Cracker Jacks. I want I want popcorn. I want popcorn. I want to be in the stands at a baseball game. You know, you and me you and me both. I, I just want to see I want to see baseball. You miss it? Do you miss baseball? It's weird, but yeah, I miss baseball. I look, cuz you know we would normally go to a game at least once. At least once a season. I mean, yeah, we're in Texas. We used to deal with that Texas heat in the middle of the summertime because guess what? It was fun. It was fun getting ice cream, all you can eat seats. Oh, man. Yeah, don't get ice cream in all you can eat seats. Uh, everybody's going to be farting in that area. <laughs> I mean, the bur- I mean the burgers, the... The nachos. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. They had a lot of stuff. A lot. You missed... You miss it, don't you? I'm, you miss normality. I miss a little you? bit of normality, yes. But 
now, you know, we got we got to just sit and wait and see what happens. So, um, just wait, wait, and take care of your business, and we can get back to normality. Exactly. It's, it's slow. It's slowly approaching the fact that normality is coming back. Exactly. Slowly. I mean, here's how just much. Be patient. Here's how, here's how much normality is coming back to normal. We haven't had a college football game. I guess I'm talking about video games. It's my, it's our podcast. We are gamers too. And yep, that we are. We grew up playing Madden. We play and grew up playing NCAA football games. But with the lawsuit for the the player rights in video games, like you know, using player likeness, uh, still kind of going on. Uh, EA announced that. They are bringing back the college football series. Now, EA has specifically said that they're not using the players' likenesses or anything like that. They're just going to use the school's detail, like, you know, the actual details of the school, the uniforms, the logos, because they have an outside group where they can have, they can use those copyrighted. And so they're not even using the NCAA name. They're actually calling it EA Sports College Football. College football, huh? That's what they're that's the thing they're going with. Huh? Yeah, and but there has only been one team who has said that they're not going to be involved so far, and they actually put it on, on record. Uh it was Notre Dame. And I'm not surprised. Um I think it's actually kind of smart for them because this game's not expected to be out for a few years, anyways. Maybe I say either next year or the year after. I don't expect it until then. And at that, it's it's still it's still reasonable because you know they just want to make sure they know what's actually going on before they actually put their names involved. Which I'm, are you mad at that? No, not not mad at all. The NCAA football series for a long time was arguably the better football game series like Madden man Madden has fallen off uh, Madden uh, Madden I still like it but it needs a it needs a reboot it needs to go back to its roots remember when franchise mode was the hottest thing yeah and now if you it's ultimate team you go yeah exactly you go on the Madden it's ultimate team you actually go into the NBA games it's uh the my career my- and the my team uh experiences mm. and my team is exactly like ultimate team it's it's cars oh boy. It's that my, my, my management huh exactly micro transitions and also like with the NBA my career uh it's about you know you're supposed to grind and get your player better by grinding. But a lot of times you see a lot of guys who will actually spend money on virtual currency and just boost up their player fast by you, by <laughs> buying VC, which I wonder why that's so much easier. Exactly. Right? It's way easier than just straight up grinding. Yeah. I mean, you are these all these, uh, game modes for you build your dream team yeah you can grind to get everything but it's so hard and so tedious and what made the ncaa series fun was um the road to the sh- well the the dynasty modes that you're actually there's nothing online it's all about you building your school up because you could always create a school and you could build your school up from like a 1a school to a top like a top 10 top 5 program to eventually winning a national championship and if you did it right like I would play on what is it Heisman difficulty which was pretty much Hall of Fame the hardest the the hardest difficulty yeah I would play on your try hard I, I would because I wanted to like make it fun make it difficult on myself and also, weren't you able to transfer your creative character from NCAA to Madden? Exactly. That was the coolest part. So, like, you would play your four-year career or three-year career, and you could 
um, you could go to the draft and put yourself into Madden and you could have a career on Madden, which, oh, that was so much fun. And the, then franchise mode needs an update. Mm-hmm. How many years? Okay, I got to ask. How many years of franchise mode until you get tired of it? Like how many like how many seasons did you play until you got tired? Well, I would automatically s- simulate the first season because mm. I would always move teams around. I would never keep teams in the same city that you would think they would be in. Um, but I would simulate the first season, so I would probably play maybe like three seasons. Just curious. Uh, but with the college football modes, I would play those for six seven years like six seven seasons because you would build up the coaching staff you would get into the recruiting like you would actually be recruiting the players you would play the games oh it was I would actually sit there and play it for hours Madden it just didn't intrigue me all that much and plus with the college Mm -hmm. football games you could always you could switch conferences and you know get better so you you wouldn't have the same matchups every year that is another sell- selling point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I let's. I want to see what happens in the courtrooms because I guarantee that all that's going to change before that college football game comes out, anyways. So we'll see what happens. Cle- oh yes, clearly. Um, yeah, I, second week in a row that I get to talk about boxing. Uh, aren't you happy? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um. But I know Canelo Alvarez beat his opponent in a third-round TKO. Look, Canelo is the best in his division, bar none, right now. Um, there's if okay, I gotta ask if there was a Mayweather Canelo match now, who do you think? Let's still say Mayweather. Still Mayweather. Mayweather. Okay. Mayweather the reason I watched boxing for a long time. It was mainly like Mayweather or like Roy Jones Jr. Or now I watch boxing for the heavyweights. The the Tyson. The t- I mean Tyson Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder, and, uh, uh, Anthony Joshua, and Alex Ruiz Jr. Or Andy Andy mm. Ruiz. Like those four guys make the whole boxing spectrum at the heavyweight division so much more interesting. Fair, fair, fair. Like Fury and Wilder are personalities beyond belief. (laughs) One has one has the powerful right arm, (laughs) the right arm. The other is just a master class boxer, master class boxer, and also a master class talker. Yeah, that just he's a character. Crying out loud. He had a match in WWE in Saudi Arabia a few years back. Why do you have to bring because that up? Because it was... He came... His entrance was ridiculous. You remember that, right? Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. technically won? Technically, yeah, yes. Um, yeah. T- Tyson Fury, he's a talker. He's a masterclass boxer. Like, at first, like, when it comes to boxing, I like Deontay Wilder more because that knockout, that right arm. I saw him knock out some people. I'm oh, like, that right hand is deadly. <laughs> but if you can, if you can clip, but I, in the rematch, I thought Wilder was going to win because I believed in the power of that right arm. But boxing beats a uh, one punch, one punch knockouts, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And this is why I, I, I've been watching a lot more MMA uh, because the matchups are always more interesting because the UFC books their own cards. You know they're going to try to put the best match on the card every like as many as many times as they can, and they have a lot of shows. But that's why like the big pay per view cards are always like musty events like. UFC 259 happening in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex where they're having three championship fights 
Like, I, I, boy, that's just that's just crazy. Like, I want you to understand, like how crazy that actually is. I'm listening. So the the three, and it's probably going to be in this order. The third match on the card is going to be Peter Yawn, the current bantamweight champion, is going to face Algermain Sterling, who has been on a tear. A tear. So he is rightfully the number one contender for this belt. Rightfully. His ground game is ridiculous. His um, his his uh, grappling is impeccable. His stand-up game is also crazy too. But also, he's Algermain is also going against a crazy going up against a crazy Russian. So crazy Russian, yeah. huh? And then Amanda Nunez, who is currently a two-division champion. In the UFC is defending her featherweight championship against Megan Anderson out of Australia. Um, that one's Amanda Nunez is possibly the greatest women's fighter in UFC history. Better than Wait, Ronda? She Probably. beat Ronda. <laughs> oh yeah. She like that's and that's Ronda how long she's been on top. That she beat Ronda. Ronda Damn. hasn't been there in years. And I wonder mm-hmm. why. Exactly. Her, pri- her pride lit- her pride her gr- fall from grace. And now the the main event is Jan Blahovic, I can't say his last name. Blahovic is defending his light heavyweight championship against well also just let you know Jan is also Polish. So get, That's get ready for some Polish power. Yeah, Polish. Okay. It goes up against Nigerian born, New Zealand bred middleweight champion uh, Israel Arasanya. Now, Izzy likes to talk. Like when I. Or, Oh, he he has quite he, the he's, mouth. He's huh? got a mouth, but he has he he's also respectful at the same time. I think these two are going to have a great fight because I think they both respect each other. Ooh, but respect goes respect goes a long way. This is actually this is Jan's first title defense, but this is also a chance for Israel to become one of the greats in the UFC by having two belts at the same time. So having the middleweight belt and having the heavy, light heavyweight belt at the same time. Not a, not a lot of people can say they've done that. There's only, what, like a few people who have, like maybe three people who have done that in UFC history. I know Conor did at one point, Conor McGregor. I know Amanda Nunez is actually currently doing that. And I <laughs> think also um, Daniel Cormier. The former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champions. Man, that's all I can think. I think that's it. So he could make some serious history by doing this this next weekend. He can make he can all about making exactly. history, huh? So I want everybody to pay attention to those. Now the real thing, we're gonna start we're gonna start a segment. For these sports shows and we're going to call it the dumbass of the week <laughs> that's I'm what you're calling it huh? call it like it is it's the dumbass of the week and this week goes to a whole ass basketball team the Denver Nuggets oh yes um, for those who don't know, do not know the Denver Nuggets we're facing, I think, the Washington Wizards, yes. I want to say. This and was, um, This was Wednesday <laughs> night, by the way. This is Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yes. Okay, so the Nuggets had an opportunity to go into overtime. They were down 112 to 110 with a few seconds remaining in the game, but they also had an advantage. They 
their uh, one of their players knocked the ball down the court to Jamal Murray, and they had a four-on-one opportunity. So they could have easily yes. laid the ball up. Easily. But Jamal Murray and three other Nuggets players proceeded to stop at the three-point line and try it try a three-point shot to win the game. And I don't mean just stop. They literally set themselves up at the three-point line. Like, I, I, I want you guys to understand, like, how... Situational. This is situational. Situational <laughs> basketball. And it's fine. You literally could have just went for an easy layup, tied the game up, and went into overtime. Yes, you're going up against Russell Westbrook. Yes, you're going up against Bradley Beal. And... This is why I hate the. I cannot stand this younger generation. All about oh, it's all about the three ball. It's all about the three ball, baloney. This is that is absolute. That is the biggest load of garbage. <laughs> I have. If there's a if there's a till, video, uh, watch watch the video from the NBA on TNT that they put on their YouTube channel. It's about. I want to say a six, seven minute long video, but Shaq and Charles Barkley, they go, they go into very, a lot of detail about what the hell happened. Like, yeah, it, it's so maddening because I played basketball on in high school. I played a little bit in TCC college just as a as a course. Understand, but I knew the basics. That is that is one oh one. You do not try and be a hero. To you do not try and be a hero. You always go for. You have to go for the high that, percentage. Who, shot. Whoever shot always that shot the, is not Stephen Curry. Is not Damian Lillard. Is not Luka Doncic. Is not LeBron James. Is not. Dwayne Wade is not Carmelo Anthony is not any of these guys who have had that clutch gene. (laughs) It wasn't even Jamal Murray. It wasn't even Nikolai Jokic. The guy should have passed it up to even Michael Porter Jr. He would have had a better opportunity to win the game. But no, his boneheaded mind said hey I should go ahead and and freaking shoot the shot to win the game no lay the ball up you had a four on one oper- you had four on one you could have gotten an easy layup if you played your cards and, right oh, believe me when I say this annoying, annoying. was that was that um, take it. I've always said, take the high percentage shot. That is literally that was so maddening when you showed me that video. I'm like, are mm-hmm. you kidding me? And yeah, I don't, I don't leave Jeff you... out in the dust. I let him know what the heck's actually going on. So, so this is going to be a weekly thing. I'm going to find jackasses every week. I'm going to find the dumbass every week so we could talk about it. Because guess. guess what? It's a good segment and it gets us on a rant. Just putting your motherfucking yeah, head down. Yeah, and guess huh? what? A lot of the times it's going to be stuff like that and it's going to also going to be stuff like uh I don't know. Um coaches making dumb decisions. Oh yeah. Pete Carroll Super Bowl 49. Do you really yeah, have to bring, bring that up, up again? Yeah, you lost the Super Bowl because you decided to pass and not give it to Marshawn. Dumbass. <laughs> you still, you still yeah, upset about that? But it's not like Brady hasn't gotten what has not gotten like I know. five more rings. Uh, but Jeff, is there anything else you would want to add to this? I got so, absolutely nothing, guys. That means 
Uh, this is pretty much the end of the show. So I would say go and follow us on all social medias. I'm at, on, at Tony Lopez 76 on Instagram and Twitter. Jeff is at Shadowwalker0620 on, in, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, just, you know, help support us, you know, by listening. Uh, give us feedback by messaging us, DMing us on on media platforms. And yeah, if that's all, my name is Tony Lopez. Signing out. Jeffrey Burtis. Peace, y'all.